This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Problems with Translating Languages and the Problems with Translating Idioms. Translating from your first language to the one you're learning is tempting and, to some extent, inevitable, isn't it, Dave? Well, it is, Ali. In an ideal world, you would learn a language without translating it into another. But you know what? Life doesn't always work like that. We rarely have the opportunity to be fully immersed in a new language. Trying to think in your new language is important, though. It is. One way you can do this is through pattern recognition. Once you know the structure for a particular phrase, you can apply it in new situations. Yep, if I know how to say, I'm really good at singing, but I can't drive a car, I can use that structure and just drop in other words. Like, I'm very good at dancing, but I can't play the guitar. Oh, that rhymes. <laughs> We're mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As a learner, it can be really useful to repeat what you know so that it becomes natural to you. And then you innovate. Some things really can become a habit, can't they? Mm -hmm. I would say I struggle to think in Portuguese. And yet, when I walk into a cafe or a small shop, I immediately say, Bom dia! To such an extent that when I'm back visiting in the UK, I have a strong urge to say it there. <laughs> That's awesome. And you even used café which is Portuguese rather than yeah. café, I noticed. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> it is, here. <laughs> and those things we use regularly, we get good at. Yeah. It does have its drawbacks too, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, ages ago, you were having your hair cut, and I walked into the barber's and said to the barber, and to you, Boatard! And he immediately started chatting to me in Portuguese. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. It was a compliment, really, because he said that the way that you said Botard sounded really native-like. Yep. It was only when I looked blankly at him <laughs> and asked him to repeat what he'd said that it dawned on him. Ah, she is English. OK, so, translating. You know, we get official letters from the bank here junk mail through the post and emails in Portuguese, of course, you know, because we live in Portugal. Mostly, we can get the gist of what they say, but for the important details, we need, we have to translate them into English. Technology is amazing, isn't it? Oh, technology is brilliant. <laughs> sometimes I type the document into Google Translate. Other translation apps are available. And sometimes I take a photo on my mobile and it can translate it instantly. It's magic. It's like witchcraft or science fiction. Yeah, all magic. But sometimes this results in rubbish. Utter rubbish. Yeah, poppycock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a few years ago, we had some people helping us with a project here and they would auto-translate everything into English for us, thinking that they were being really helpful. Yeah, sadly, there were times when we could not understand what it was they were trying to say. Not a sausage. So much so that we asked them to send everything in Portuguese and we worked it out for ourselves. Using Google Translate. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> I wonder, is it just a problem with English and Portuguese? Or does it happen when you're translating other languages too? What have you noticed, dear listeners, when you try to use a translation tool to translate a document? 
Get in touch with us at Proper English, all one word, at sapo.pt and let us know what funny or annoying problems you've come up against. It is a very good question, Dave. Thanks, Ali. And it reminds me, a couple of years ago, I was teaching a Korean student who was applying to university in Canada. Uh-huh. He sent me his personal statement in English. Now, his spoken English was good. But I was super impressed with his written statement and told him so. Of course. And he said, really? I just put the whole document through Google Translate and sent it to you. Oh, right. So, on that evidence, there's only one person though, Mm -hmm. it would seem that Korean to English in Google Translate is pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Unlike Portuguese to English. It does seem like it. But yeah, anecdotally, of course. Let's try a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. Now, what's this famous lyric? This first one is an ABBA song. The winner takes everything and the loser gets smaller. That's from English to Portuguese, then to Korean and back finally to English. Wow. Okay. Well, the clue is in the word winner, I think. So I think the winner takes it all, the loser standing small. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's (laughs) good. Okay, let's do another one. Okay, what about this? Mum, life had just started, but now I'm gone and I threw it all away. This was translated into French and then back to English. Well, I think it's still recognisable as part of Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Hold on. Mama, life has just begun And now I've gone and thrown it all away (laughs) (laughs) This is fun. Let's do another one. Okay, uh, green trees can be seen And a red rose You and I see it bloom I think so (laughs) Well, that's Louis Armstrong, isn't it? Oh, well done. (laughs) Uh, What a wonderful world. Mm -hmm. I see trees of green, red roses too. You see it bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) that entertained us, and hopefully you, but there is a semi-serious point here. Mm -hmm. If you run something with any kind of nuance through a a translation app, you might not get the results you were hoping for. It has the potential for funny or serious consequences. Do you think technology will ever be able to replace human translators and interpreters? Well... Yeah, I think eventually, yeah. Uh, I mean, at the moment, probably not. I don't think so. Mm. But it's improving. Mm. It is, actually. It's definitely improving. And I was discussing this with my student Wenlin in Shanghai, and she was saying that artificial intelligence will be able to do this one day. But, of course, it will only be as good as the linguists and coders who create it. That's it. Rubbish in, rubbish out. Mm Mm-hmm. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idioma da semana. 
To prove our point, we thought that rather than having a new idiom this week, we'd run some of the idioms we have talked about in previous episodes through a translator and see how they cope. What's first, Ali? Well, Dave, a couple of weeks ago we discussed talk the hind legs off a donkey. Translated into Russian and back to English, it becomes dissuade a donkey's hind legs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of still Mm recognisable, but I think the meaning's changed. And I think the position of the person that's talking about it has changed because he's at the front when we say it in English, but it sounds like he's at the back in Russian. Yeah, persuading the donkey (laughs) not to kick him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. Now, how about this? I've translated an English idiom into Polish and back, and it comes out as northern oil burning. Hmm, well, I guess I can work it out, but it's definitely different now. Is it burning the midnight oil from episode 25? It is. Very clever. Mm. Have you got another one for me? I have. Go on, then. What do you think could go wrong with a storm in a teacup? Hmm, okay. Uh, a typhoon in a teapot? Mm. Uh, a monsoon in a frying pan? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in Bengali, it translates as, when it comes back to English, it translates as storm over a teacup. Well, that sounds like you're arguing over the cup. It does, it? it does. It's my cup. No, it's, no, it's my, my cup. cup. No, it's my cup. Yeah, it's kind of changed, hasn't it? <laughs> But yeah. if we use Polish again, we're going to Polish and out to English. Storm in a glass of water. Ah, right. You see, I've, I've got a feeling that in Polish, that's exactly what the idiom is. A storm in a glass of water. I might be wrong. Maybe my Polish student Maciek uh, might be able to tell me. Oh, yeah. And I can ask Sarah what yeah, she yeah. knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. One last thing before we go. It's not necessarily an idiom, but we have an expression, lost in translation, which is entirely appropriate to this episode. Yes, it describes how the original meaning gets lost when you translate it into another language. That's true. But it also describes how the humour is lost when you explain a joke. Yeah, you joke, oh dear, if you explain a joke, then the humour evaporates, Mm. it goes. Mm. And you could also say how the beauty or the feeling can be lost when you explain a poem. Hmm. But not always. No, no. But the person that wrote it used the best possible words for it. And so when you then try to kind of retell it, you've lost... It gets lost in the translation. Exactly. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. What do you like most about proper English? Do you like episodes that focus on grammar? Or do you prefer it when we talk about British culture, for example? Have you remembered that you can get our episodes on YouTube? You won't see our gorgeous faces, of course, but you can get subtitles, which could be useful. Whether you're a new listener or a regular subscriber, why not get in touch with us? As we said earlier, you can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can ask us questions on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. And it's worth bearing in mind that every episode we've done is available out there. 
not just the latest ones, so you can listen to everything we've ever done as many times as you like. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.